0: Of all God's little creatures, one of the least appreciated is the bee. When in the garden, children will duck and run when a bee buzzes by. But bees are amazing insects that help provide for our survival. Stay tuned.
1: These bees work tirelessly. They go out and pollinate. They make honey. They instinctively know what to do.
0: This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Although being stung by a bee is painful and can be deadly for some individuals, bees are not to be feared. Honeybees provide a crucial function for man, and they can also teach us some important lessons about the Creator. Don't buzz away, but stay tuned for the next 15 minutes as we discuss the wonderful design of bees and the essential role they play for mankind. We'll also talk about an alarming decline in honey bee populations that could result in a worldwide catastrophe. ICR Museum curator, Cindy Carlson, holds degrees in biology and zoology. She points out the importance of pollination and the role that bees play.
2: For plants to produce seeds and fruit, they must be pollinated. This transfer of pollen to the stigma of another plant of the same species is what pollination is. Eighty percent of all pollination is done by insects and other animals like bats. And, of course, the most important insect in this regard is the honeybee. Now, honeybees are called honeybees because they make honey. But there are other bees that don't make honey that also pollinate our crops. As a matter of fact, there are 3,500 species of these bees that live in North America, and they're called pollen bees.
0: The honeybee and the pollen bee may each have a different purpose for going from plant to plant, but each performs the vital job of pollination.
2: A honeybee is going for nectar, and so they will go to the flower, and the pollen that's on the anther sticks to his legs. And then when he goes to the next flower, it shakes off on the stigma, which is where the pollen needs to go. Pollen-gathering bees actually scrape the pollen off and collect it either on their abdomen or on their legs. And then when they go to the next flower to gather more, the pollen they already have, some of it, and you just need just a little bit, you know, will get on the stigma of the next plant.
0: Although both types of bees pollinate plants, the honeybee plays a unique and vital role.
2: They are very valuable to our crops and also financially to the people that raise food in this country. What we've had to do because of what we call monoculture in this country, where we grow acres and acres and acres of the same plant, is that we have had to have beekeepers travel across the country with their hives in semis and bring them to the ranches to pollinate our crops. The natural pollinators or the native pollinators are just not enough to pollinate these huge crops. For instance, if you're going to grow apples and you have a whole acre of just apples, you'll need probably one hive of honeybees per acre of apples. And if you're growing cantaloupe, you'll need two hives of bees per acre of cantaloupe. And then for blueberries, you need four hives of bees. So you see how this just becomes very important.
0: Dr. Job Martin of the video series Incredible Creatures That Defy Evolution says transporting bees in this way is risky at times, but is big business to beekeepers and farmers alike.
3: The farmers or the beekeepers, they don't just leave the bees in one place anymore. Like February, they take... About half of our country's bee colonies, they take them out there to California to help pollinate, especially the almond tree. There's like 600,000 acres of almond trees out there, and and they can take all the bees they can take. So they load them onto trucks, big 18-wheelers just full of bees. Every now and then one of those trucks wrecks, by the way, and that is a really a mess with those stinging bees all over and can't find their own hive and this and that. But anyway... We need bees. But bees pollinate billions of dollars worth of crops here in the United States. As a matter of fact, there's some of the blooming plant food that we get food from plants that bloom that absolutely require honeybees to pollinate them or, or they don't bear their fruit or their vegetable or their nut.
0: And these honeybees make a tremendous difference in crop yields. Cindy Carlson.
2: The biggest migration of bees is to California's Central Valley for their almond blossoms. The reason they do this is before they started bringing in honeybees, uh, you could expect 40 pounds of almonds from an acre of almond trees. But with bees you can expect 2,400 pounds of almonds from every acre. So this is extremely important financially to different people that raise crops.
0: The Creator's gift of bees has allowed man to produce an abundance of food that not only feeds those of us here in the States, but also those in other parts of the world. Although this is a great blessing, our dependence on the honeybees may lead to our downfall. Dr. Thomas Kindle is president of Reasons for Faith Ministries in Eagle Point, Oregon.
1: A lot of people, I don't think, are aware of a pending uh, ecological crisis that we seem to be facing uh, far greater and far sooner than global warming could ever impact us, and that is unprecedented serious declines in the number of honeybees. I quote here from an article I got on the Internet called Ecological Collapse. Why are all the bees dying? And it says, and I quote, reports that bee populations are declining at rates of up to 80% in areas of the U.S. and Europe, should set alarm bells ringing and demand immediate action on behalf of environmental organizations. Experts are calling the worrying trend, quote, colony collapse disorder, or CCD. Bee numbers on parts of the East Coast and in Texas have fallen by more than 70%, while California has seen colonies drop by 30 to 60%, approximately 40%, of my 2,000 colonies, and I'm quoting the beekeeper here, are currently dead. And this is the greatest winter colony mortality I have ever experienced in my 30 years of beekeeping.
0: This poses a very serious problem for us. Dr. Martin.
3: Bees are responsible for up to 30% of the food that we eat. So if the bees disappear, and that's why so many people are trying to figure out what's going on here with this colony collapse disorder, if they disappear, why then uh, we're losing uh, up to 30% or perhaps even more of the food we eat. So that could be devastating on our country, on the whole world, as a matter of fact. So uh, we need to pray that our Lord will provide wisdom to people and they will be able to figure out, okay, what's going on here?
0: There are a number of different ideas that scientists propose as to why this is happening.
3: One of them is that bees are under too much stress. Another one is that they're just dying before they can get back. Another one is that they're just getting disoriented for various reasons. They can't find their way back. And then some say that's a result of poor nutrition, that the types of flowers in a lot of the plants and like on the farms and stuff now with the uh, various genetically engineered plants that the pollen is not having certain things in it that the bees need. Another one is that they're getting infected with different kinds of mites and funguses and things like that. Actually, there's a couple of those kind of things that they're out there, and they know they're out there. They just, like the varroa mite, uh, spreads viruses in the bees, and there's a tracheal mite that basically gets in their trachea and suffocates them. Some other people think that it is what they call the noise in our air now, with all the cell phones and the high-density TV waves floating around out there, and the FM and AM and shortwave, and... And all these things that are kind of new to our generation, some people think, well, maybe it's all these, these things that are really confusing the bees, so they go and then they can't get back home again.
1: Dr. Kindle. Studies have shown that bees are not dying in the hive. Something is causing them to lose their sense of orientation, so they cannot return to the hive. Depleted hives are not being rated for their honey by other insects, which normally happens when bees naturally die in the winter, clearly suggesting some kind of poisonous toxin is driving even the scavengers away.
0: The few bees that are left in the hive give scientists even more puzzling information.
1: In many cases, scientists have found evidence of almost all known bee viruses in the few surviving bees found in the hives after most have disappeared. Some have five or six infections at the same time and were infested with fungi. A sign experts say that the insect's immune system may have collapsed. So what we're facing here is apparently some toxin or some disease, perhaps akin to the AIDS virus in humans, that is destroying the immunity of the bees. And uh, whether it's man-made or exactly what it is, we don't know. The big suspicion is that man has found up the environment somehow. And in this case, that could actually be true.
0: Although this is a mystery that is yet to be solved, there are several lessons that man should take from this. The first thing we should recognize is the amazing design and complexity of the humble honeybee. Dr. Kindle,
1: these bees work tirelessly. They go out and pollinate, they make honey, they instinctively know what to do. They know how to navigate by the sun, they know how to navigate by the earth's magnetic field. They can make geometrically perfect hexagonal cells that mathematically cannot be improved on as far as their efficiency. They have the least expenditure of material with the greatest amount of strength. We could not, for all the money in the world's banks, for all the dream team of scientists in the world today, create little robotic creatures that could go out and do what the bees do, especially in their ability to extract energy from the environment, maintain themselves, and reproduce themselves. We cannot make, with our current technology, any machines capable of autonomous self-replication. Yet the bees do that, and it's a good thing they do. They wear themselves out. The poor little creatures work so hard that they, they die within several weeks to a couple of months just working themselves to death. And the queen has to lay continuously her whole life. That's all she does is replace those who wear out. And she can lay anywhere from 800,000 to a million eggs to repopulate that hive during her lifespan.
0: Both the wonderful design of the honeybees and the crisis of their alarming decline in population should really lead us back to the Creator.
1: We seem to think we can control our lives here, that we can control even things like pests, and yet man with his finite knowledge, not having the knowledge of God, it's so easy for him to foul up the very complex ecosystem that God has made. And it may well be that using our genetically engineered plants that are designed to resist insects and pesticides and things of that nature, uh, we may have poisoned the bees. And the the thing about it is that we, with our 21st century technology, could not face this disaster and say, oh, well, we'll just replace the bees. From the 21st century, we don't have the technology to replace bees. If we were to take all the world scientists and the top Nobel Prize winners and put them on a dream team of scientists and use the best 21st century technology available to us, we could not duplicate bees. It's the work of God. It has his fingerprints all over it. His omniscience and his omnipotence is seen in the incredible technology and complexity of even little creatures like bees.
0: As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR? The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org.